What's up, everybody? Another episode of Checkpoint AFK coming right at you. I am your host, Norris Howard, joined alongside Callie Sloan, Weird Beer, and Chad Callahan. Now, if you haven't noticed on any of our streams over the past uh, few days, what you are going to notice is we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff with voting. That's because the, the homies out at Gamers.Vote have joined forces with us here at Checkpoint is alongside with a swagged out nerds and we're running a whole thing trying to get people out there to vote you know 133 million people are eligible to vote that's a lot of people okay that is more than specifically that's gamers 133 million gamers 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 so think about that as an electoral block so make sure you guys get out and vote this year it's a voting year don't forget your primaries that's another thing that's a huge thing do not forget your primaries vote on those as well but we just want everybody to go out and vote express your democratic voice because you cannot expect change to happen if you do not use the vessel for change itself you sit at home so uh with that said yeah. Can I can I say something about that 133 million number? Because that's the kind of number that rattles around in your brain a little bit when you think about it. You probably don't know mm-hmm. how many 133 million really is. Right. Well, I do know one thing. It's more than the total number of people who voted in the last election. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if every gamer of voting age registered to vote and made their voice heard, you could ignore basically everyone else's vote in the entire <laughs> country we would decide who was who's the next president like we yeah would, gamers would just be able gamers to make that alone choice. yeah if there yeah, was a gamer I mean, for president and like we all decided that person's it he'd win they or win. she'd win they'd ace win. watkins ace, for president ace watkins could could run and if he got everybody on board uh he would win so we're going to talk a little bit more about voting in general share some of our stories about voting i know that sounds a little strange but i've had some real stupid stuff happen at the polling place but uh one thing i want to talk about right quick though that i think is really really um interesting is that this uh this fallout trailer came out and it is not for a game uh there is a fallout tv show coming to amazon and so uh everybody got a chance to take a quick look at it how do you guys feel about a fallout tv show coming out Rick's face alone says it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rick's clearly Rick, not what feeling great. Against, what's your thing about Fallout, man? What do you have against Fallout? I don't have anything against Fallout. I think Fallout works because you get to pick what kind of a character you're going to play. You know, like, I think the setting's okay. Like, it's interesting. But I think it's interesting in the sense that you can then create whatever character you want to be and role play it how you want to play it. Uh, the mm-hmm. moment that they then go, well, here's your guy. It's your avatar. He's the one that like speaks for you. I think it just is going to turn off the kind of like magic of what made Fallout work. But then again, like I'm, I'm super, I'm super like pretentious about stuff like that. So I, I would be turned off if I didn't like the character because I like, for instance, the Walking Dead novels, like the actual books and everything of them, mm-hmm. because you got to see from different perspectives. It wasn't just like, well, this is your main guy. And then, you know, Walking Dead came through and it's like, hey, Rick's your boy. He's the one that everybody speaks for. The camera always follows him. Uh, and I think that's really kind of what short-sighted it in the long run. Um, so will it work? I, I don't know. Tagging on the uh, Westworld producers to be able to do it might be a smart choice. But then again, uh, Westworld fell apart in season two as well. So yeah. I mean, so I wasn't a big player of like the the Fallout games. So I mean, there's no like, you know, I feel like the same way I felt about this as I did about FF7 remake, where it's like you're not hurting me any if it's not good. So I'll check it out. Uh, yeah. If, you know, and if it's good, you know, great. If not, I, I do see what Rick is saying. I do agree that like there, you know, the '50s vibe to Fallout, the kind of frozen in time element of it, it makes me think of like Bioshock, where you know it's the reason I love Rapture because it's you know the the 30s 40s 50s kind of all frozen in that moment in time uh i think that could be interesting but yeah uh, like all bethesda games it's usually more about how you play the character than it is it's more about the the experience that you're creating for the world i don't i don't see how you i don't see how you guys could say that in terms of bethesda games though because like you talk about the elder scrolls and that is one of the like tamar hill is one of the best fleshed out most well-written worlds 
that there is in it video is, games. But my love it, of the Elder Scrolls games, and I do love the Elder Scrolls games, is based around what I do with those worlds. Like yep. it's around, you know, I was I am Nere, or Lord Nerevar reborn in in Morrowind, or am I? I mean, depending on how you look at the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know. You know, it's it's how I affect the world that is interesting to me, not so much a story being told within the world. I think yeah, I think the, a, the other I'm... part, too, is, OK, if we were to gauge my because I'm only tangentially on the cyberpunk 2077 hype train, like I'm in the back caboose of it. It's interesting to me. But when they mm-hmm. when Netflix was like, yo, we're going to make an anime about this, I was like, dog, sign me up 100 percent. I'm in there hearing this news. Like kind of, I don't think it's a, it's not, I don't think it's a loss, but I don't, th- I don't think it's an A plus property to choose to be like, we want to I disagree. I actually think that there is a, there's a lot of potential in something like this. And I'm not necessarily saying that it's going to hop up and be, you know, the best thing on TV, but you know, cause Amazon has the, the Lord of the Rings thing coming out. And now you got this uh, fallout thing coming out. So they're, they're moving hard onto the, into the nerd sphere if you will. But I still think there's a lot of potential here. Like the, the, just the story of DC, the capital wasteland in DC and the wasteland of Boston, the Boston area in fallout three and four, like both of those worlds are incredibly fleshed out with their own politics and their own sort of tribes and their own, you know, sort of identity. So I think, I think there's a way to do it. I, I see what you're saying, though, Weird Beer, about like not having a main sort of focus, like the the Bethesda games. You're just kind of free to do what you want, and that's the appeal. But I think this has some potential. Chad, what about you? Yeah. I, I I agree. I, I'll you know what the thing that's nice about that's comparatively to like say because in my head I was thinking while you're talking it's like you know what would be a good one is um, Borderlands but then I thought about it and it's like okay well we already have the established characters why would we want to recreate that you know what I mean so it's nice that we have mm-hmm. this like Fallout which you know there are the characters that we see but it doesn't matter because the whole idea is it's like whoever you know we could we could create you know yeah. Joe Schmo and that person becomes like the new character like so that's kind of cool like we don't have to recreate a story here that you know everyone's gonna hate on because like hey that 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 person's name is you know not the same you're not pronouncing it right you know all this other crap that we always hear so you know i I, i'm i'm on the fence i want to watch it and then i'll give my opinion Another, another thing that i think has to be discussed is like fallout evolves over what like 60 hours like most of the games say you know what i mean like 40 to 60 hours yeah. for exploration and everything like that think of a tv show that's 60 hours what is it gonna do for you know what i mean like if they have hour-long episodes that's 60 episodes to be able to cover yeah, one but game. I, mean, that's still, I, I think that's a lot still... of fallout is you can go and just wander in the wastelands for a couple hours if you feel like it you know what i mean like you may find mm-hmm. a couple of weird you know, like boogeymen every once in a while or like whatever, but it's it's kind of like at your own leisure type stuff. I Dude, just don't know this, how much it's there to mine. If Fallout was was written in a similar way to the way The Witcher is, where it's more of a Monster of the Week style show and less about a Game of Thrones style wide sweeping narrative, I think you could make something really interesting. Like, yeah, you're running around discovering all these different vaults and these different settlements of people, and and you know this character is becoming sort of this known wanderer, if you will, like kind of like kung fu. If it was like kung fu, but you know in in the you know post apocalyptic well, wasteland of some major city, then I think it should be really sweet. You're describing the Mandalorian arc. I mean, that's basically yes. what we saw in the first scene of the Mandalorian was it was a monster of the week sort of thing where, you know, he goes around and does all these different jobs. And I mean, that could totally work. And to, I mean, to Rick, to your point, like, yeah, sure. Fallout might be 60 hours, but the story is maybe 12 hours. But I mean, like, you're, you're seeing that because you're seeing people can't recapture a Game of Thrones style feeling. They can't do that. It's it's the genie is out of the bottle and you got to have some of the most talented people on earth in order to make something like that happen again. So we're seeing a rediscovery of the sort of 
you know, Hercules and Xena style shows where they're almost damn near soap operas, you know, with with superpowers. And I think for me, that's become really refreshing. I've really enjoyed that kind of stuff. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I think if we get a couple more shows like that with some really cool IPs, I'm in. I love to watch that kind of stuff. What's the what, What's the show that has to be uh, like made into, or what's the game that has to be made into a show? It hasn't been announced yet. You get to, you have untold money to make it happen. What's the game series you're adapting? <sighs> oh, um, honestly, they're 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 already they're already kind of working on it. But if they do it right, and y'all gonna hate me for saying this. But there's a possibility if they do it right that the 14 TV show could be pretty good. Norris, I was literally just about to say Final Fantasy. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's something that you can do because you've got all the different worlds and like yeah, you can borrow from you can borrow from the games as needed. Again, the huge caveat of they have to do it right, which I don't have tons of Square Enix to do. If they do a Final Fantasy, the thing that's gonna need to it's just gonna have to be its own story. It's just gonna be its own Final Fantasy story, not like a you know, retelling of Final Fantasy Seven, like they keep trying to do. Mm-hmm. They need to. It's or you say no, or you or you set an original story in a world that already that, exists, right? Like uh, tactics, like they they yeah. took a bunch of characters, like the Mo- uh, the Moogles and other uh, things like right. that. So we just yeah. take those characters and put them in its own story. Ooh. No, I got one. I got one right here. Hold on, I got I got one right here. You make this into a movie, Octopath right? Octopath Traveler. Octopath would you be terrible. Make- you can make Octopath into two movies, and it's brilliant. Flat right. out. If you yeah. made Octopath into two movies, that was slap. And I want somebody to try to come at me in the chat because if you disagree, you're stupid. I've never played it, so I can't tell you. So you're stupid. Hard <laughs> Stupid. Hey guys, I'm Jake, and I'm Robbie Landis. And we're the hosts of The Owl's Nest, giving you that high-level perspective of the Overwatch League, checking out the news every single week. That's right. You can find us every Friday at CheckpointXP.com and over our YouTube. You can also find an audio version on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Checkpoint AFK here one more time, and we're going to slap you in the face with something right quick. What do you think would happen if nobody voted? That's right. If nobody, if literally nobody voted, right? How would we decide anything? How would we get leaders? How would we know what is important? What is important to repeal, replace, laws to make? The things that define everything in our life is usually decided by a quick tick mark on a box or the punch of a dimple chad. So, I will say this, guys, and I'm going to just say this right now. Voting is incredibly important, okay? And we usually don't like to delve too much into this kind of stuff, but our homies at Gamers.Vote, as well as Swagged Out Nerds, we are together in this message to say to you guys that Voting is important, primary and general. Also, never forget about your local elections. But I'm going to turn to the panel here and talk very briefly about this. And, you know, gamers are a very important voting block, guys. If gamers together, 133 million people, if they came together and as a voting block decided what was important to them as a community, you know, what do you think would change about this world? What do you think if gamers wholeheartedly said, we are one voice, what do you think would change immediately? Memes for 2024. I I, I can tell you, I can tell you a serious one. I bet you that uh, all of the, um, uh, the internet rights act would definitely be passed. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would be the biggest thing. And I think that's I think that's crazy that like as a whole the gamers no matter what political spectrum you kind of lay on uh, to not want an open and uh, free internet to be able to game on like I don't want to have to pay extra to go on Twitch if I'm with a certain cable provider because they don't like Amazon or they don't like Jeff Bezos 
you know, and that's that could be a future that we live in. So, you know, I'd really like to see, even if it's not social causes, like just basic turning the internet into a utility uh, to be considered mm-hmm. like essential as just like electricity and water would be. I think those would be super important. Well, and to, to that end, I mean, we need to talk about that because if you can sit there and legitimately believe that internet is not an, an essential utility in 2020. Oh, it, 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 it will after this. I, I, le- I legitimately think that for a large portion of people who are the future legislators of the world, that they'll say, oh, man, I remember when I was 14 and we lived through the pandemic. I have no idea what we would have did without internet. Like, my parents weren't able to provide us with food, you know? Well, like, let me take, it, take it a step cr- beyond that. Look at the number of students today who most, a lot, much of their education is done through the internet. Like, you know, yeah. we, when we went to high school, we were just starting to have, like, Wikipedia. Like, that was just starting to become a thing. Remember, when yo, we remember when you couldn't source Wikipedia? Wikipedia? I remember yeah. vividly remember not being able to source that. Your, your teachers you can, you can source it now? absolutely oh i mean i absolutely. i think i, I think there's much it, but... there's yeah there's much a more strict like editing guidelines than in patriot Maybe. news tea party sanctuary dot niv or whatever like i mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i think that the the way the internet has evolved over the past even five years let alone 10 15 years and there's been next to no updated legislation on it Whenever they have somebody testify in front of Congress that says, uh, you know, can you explain to me why I can't get my emails on my phone? Like, that won't happen if gamers were to rise up and, uh, you know, like, actually take gamers part in the process. No, I mean, absolutely. And, and you know, there is a, a litany of, of you know, uh, I would say social causes that I think obviously most of the Internet would be on board for very, very, you know, basic human rights stuff that I think they'd be on board for. But I think one of the biggest things, and, and it's it's funny because Omega Welltall literally took the 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 void the words out of my mouth in the chat here, uh, is that you got copyright laws, right? And this sounds crazy, but you know booking.com, the people who do the hotel crap. Yeah. Right? So they were in a massive lawsuit that just went to the Supreme Court. Because somebody sued them that said booking.com cannot be trademarked because booking is a common word. But booking.com is different. And they won that lawsuit. So now if you have something like earth.com or whatever, that it belongs to you. You can trademark that now. But that has to be what you use. And I think this sounds very inside baseball and boring and, and you know people in suits making decisions over really stupid things. But this is the kind of stuff that makes it so, like, your content gets taken down mm-hmm. when you stream online. Like, this is the kind of stuff that Twitch revokes your ability to stream on it because they don't want to get hit with a lawsuit because you've used certain copyrighted material. Well, so, I mean, it, it, you think about the DMCA claim, the whole hubbub and fire that it started two, three weeks ago or whatever, when they went through and started claiming all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there's still people that can still play Drake's music on stream, like Nick Merckx. You want to know why? Because he has buku bucks and he's able to, you know, call Drake. Not all of us can call Drake to be able to no. get money on streams like that. So, you know, like until we have legislators that have even experienced it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And know what streaming is. I think that's, you know, going to be the biggest shift in not feeling like a punching bag all the time. I feel Absolutely. like we need to put it together like the gamer legislative agenda, right? Like, because we're not going to get, obviously, like anything, we're not going to get everything that we want. But, like, could we, maybe, maybe we here at Checkpoint XP could draft up what we vote, what that we is- propose to be. The gamer legislative agenda. Wouldn't that be fun? It's like the internet is a utility. For sure. Uh, you know, certain, you know, certain other uh issues. It would take a lot of thinking, but I think that's true. So I just want to put it out there and say to you guys that voting is important. Go and vote. Every year is an important election year. I hate when people say this is the most important election year. It's all important. Every year is important. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it is. You're right. Like every year is important. But that said, this is the most like, especially if you're LGBTQ, this is the most important year ever to have voted. Please. please I mean, God vote this year. It is. But again, I'm trying to be euphemistic and look on the bright side here. For sure. Is that every year is important. Because 
the reason we're in the situation we're in now is because certain things were allowed to happen four years ago, six years ago, eight years ago. So you, it's all cyclical, man, and it follows it follows a pattern. So make sure you guys go out and vote and express yourselves and let it be known what it is that you will and won't stand for. All right, cool, cool, cool. Hey, what's up? It's James. And Robbie. Hey, and it's Weird Beard. And we're bringing you a brand new radio show called Checkpoint XP. You don't have to be an expert, even though I am. And we're here to give you everything you need to know about the world of video games. Interviews from the biggest professionals and your everyday gamers. We've got you covered at Checkpoint XP. Whether you're a professional player or somebody who hasn't played in a while, we have something for everybody. Hang out with us at Checkpoint XP every single week on your radio. Find out where we're playing in your hometown at our website, CheckpointXP.com. So if you're looking to have some fun and talk about video games, we got the rundowns for things that matter to you. Checkpoint XP. Your home for esports and gaming. You got it that time. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Checkpoint AFK hitting you in the face one more time, and it is back with bad news no. in the gaming world. God, no. Bad news. This is some of the worst news. Uh, I'm Norris Howard, your host, alongside Callie Sloan, Weird Beer, and Chad Callahan. And uh, it, it, I, I say that trying to really make myself feel better about the situation, but it really sucks, guys. So over the past couple weeks, gaming... Uh, it, alongside just about everything else but gaming has had a very serious reckoning that it's had to deal with over the past couple weeks especially with multiple and when i say multiple i mean multiple allegations of sexual harassment sexual sexual misconduct i mean we got to talk about it and listen i recognize the optics of you know three guys and a girl talking about you know, uh, 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 assault, but I also think these types of conversations have to happen in every corner of gaming, every corner of gaming. And so I, I want to start by, by Weird Beard. I know you have been following what's going on in the Smash community, because uh, unfortunately, uh, over the past few days, I mean, Smash has been just completely rocked with some real crazy allegations. Yeah, I think the some of the biggest ones that are coming out right now um, are, are seem to be even worse, especially because they involve minors, like people under yeah. the age of 18. Um, in the Smash community, you have uh, the case of Sydney Pie, who is a 25, almost 25-year-old woman uh, having relations with a 14-year-old Smash-like player, um, which yeah. is pretty nutty to begin with. Um, but yeah, it, it gets creepy. And then there's also ones of um, there was another um, another Smash Pro that was fooling around with an underage kid at a party um, that has been yeah. coming out. We had uh, Nairo and and, yep. and Captain Zach. Yep. Uh, so that's really a confirmation of that because we'd heard like rumors of that being the case like a year ago, right? But I yeah. but I it, it gets bigger. Like it's even the Evo president, Mr. Wizard, who was placed on leave following sexual harassment and pedophilia allegations. So the big boss of Evo, um, you have all you've had two different casters in the CSGO community um that have been uh, alleged as well. Um and it's just been really bad. Yeah, it it, it has been it, you know, it, exceptionally terrible uh over the past few days and i think the the biggest thing uh for us to realize here and you know i i want to emphasize when i say this is that particularly in the case of young people okay gaming has always been something that people used as an escape people use it as a means also to bond with people and that's what makes this especially scummy because a lot of these kids use video games as a means to escape really shitty home situations, or perhaps this is the first place they've ever felt welcome uh, yeah. as human beings with thoughts and feelings and, and, and ideas. And so you, you have them in this world where they're already sponges and, and just 
it really just happy to be there. And when you read through the tweet longers of, of, of the victims, that's what you see a lot. You see a lot of, I felt like I belonged. It was the first time I really, you know, felt safe. It was yeah. the first time that, you know, I had people I really looked up to that I felt respected me. And time and time again, you have, in many cases, grown-ass people, not not like a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old who met at the same high school. These are 30 and 40 and 50-year-old people, uh, or at least much older, you know, people, uh, taking advantage of, of, of some of the FGC's uh, uh, youngest talents. And it, it, it really, it really just made me want to throw up reading all this stuff over the past couple of days, man. Like, for real. Well, I mean, you also, you have uh, Kitaro, who is uh, one of the commentators, uh, having intercourse with a 16-year-old. Um, like, <laughs> like, it's literally, it's pervasive from the top down. And, you know, it's one of the big things going through, like, Twitter comment threads and stuff and, and really kind of reading about it is how many people that aren't huge name streamers that are talking about, like, hey i'm a i'm an underage person who is streaming and after being streaming for like a month that i was accosted and approached by people you know what i mean like of a sexual nature and it's and it's true because it's just like dude i think twitch as a whole has and it's not like something that twitch is in control of or abetting or anything like that but because it puts kids in a very like Hey, they're on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, and they're yeah. able to interact with all these people. When you put people on a platform with millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people on it, um, you know, like it, it really, it kind of like just exposes people to more stuff. Like you're able to groom easier. You're able to pick yeah. targets. You're able, you know what I mean? Like, and it's all built around this, this sense of like in gaming, it's all about community. Right. And within yeah. one of the issues with, community though is that it's insular right like you don't take things outside of the community you don't want to disturb the community if somebody's being creepy and accosting you or having problems with you you don't want to cause issues because it may ruin your entire like connection of everybody like there's just there's so many tangled gross webs that seem to be hard baked into what gaming sees as like a code of silence that's necessary because you don't want to be one person in 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 many ways, and I hate to maybe go this extreme, but in many ways, it reminds me of like the Jerry Sandusky stuff, yeah, where yeah. like it was where it was like this open secret that just nobody said anything about. People knew uh, this. People knew people about knew all stuff. these allegations for like the sma- the kids that were underage. Of course, you go on Twitter right now and there's Snapchats of the kids at the party with these older people. All these people knew. Like it's yeah. nothing new. And then it's just all of a sudden because a couple people come forward, all of a sudden this is all coming forward. And it's just like stuff when people go, oh, why is everybody talking about race and racism today? Or why is, why is everybody all of a sudden accusing everybody of sexual harassment? No, dog. This stuff has been happening. And and it continues to happen. It's just being talked about, and they're not like, Shh, "Don't, don't talk about the people that diddle little kids back there." Like, it's they it, don't let them get away with it anymore. Like, you can't do yeah. it. It needs to be a, a like a shift to get rid of these people from communities. Shun them. Don't let them back. Period. Yeah, the reason why well, these I things, agree. the reason why these things kind of like develop, anyways, is is because like one person is finally brave enough to speak out. And that encourages another person to say, you know what, I need to speak my truth. And then another, and then another. And that's why these things happen all at once. So when people say that, it's it's kind of, it's actually offensive to think about how how you're kind of belittling the courage of these people. Like what, how much, how courageous it is to say something that that hor- something horrible happened to me. You know, I mean, and we're and on top of that, like we're talking about you know, people who have been in these communities for decades in some cases. I mean, people who helped build what we know as fighting games. And so, yeah, it takes an absolute amount of of fortitude and courage to step out and say something like this. And I think the biggest thing that we need to take from this is the simple fact of how we all can do better at policing our own communities. And what I mean by that is before it even gets to the point of 16-year-olds at parties with 30-year-old men and then crazy stuff can happen, like, 
maybe say that's a kid and they need to leave. You know what I mean? Like if you're worried about your reputation being harmed because you want to protect a minor, then maybe I think it's time to rethink that community. Well, I mean, it's the oldest, like, I feel like we've been saying it now since the, what, the mid 2000s. If you see something, say something here, like Rick, you were hitting at what I think is the ugliest truth about this is that when these allegations started breaking, we all went, that's awful. That's horrifying. And no one went, wow, that's really surprising. I can't believe that was happening in this community. Yep. And cause I didn't, yeah. I mean, I, I look at it. So, you know what? Yeah. I, you know what? There was a lot of tournaments where a lot of weird things happen and it's not okay and it's just been a pervasive part of the culture for a long time people point their you fingers know, at like music at the music industry is like full of pedophiles and the illuminati and all that kind of stuff why does that same filter not get applied to gaming it's because it like gaming as a culture cannot have both ways of saying we're niche you can't you know what i mean apply us the same like level of scrutiny that all these other industries have and then also claim that they're like this multi-million person coalition of everybody's a gamer and everybody you know what i mean like there has to be some level of like yes this is it like if i were to go to the pokemon championships i bet there's mm -hmm. an entire seedy underbelly like i mean I, I i'm not saying that for sure this is not an accusation but i'm just saying like in any instance where it feels like there's a huge congregation of kids it really feels like you could turn some rocks and find something in the so, gaming community so to that so to that point i want to ask a question uh and i'm not saying i believe this but i'm just asking this question do you think that it is appropriate for us to now have and just say that conventions gaming tournaments uh you know uh trade shows they're 18 and up period i do you think that is a logical step to take i don't know i think there's maybe 18 I, the problem about that is like a lot of these sure, major Paul conventions care how old you are too yeah well yeah but i think the problem about most of these things is like you're making most your money off of the younger maybe at least like to get them in the door, you're making most of your your crowd money off of that younger. Now for video games, the average money spender in a video game. Well, yeah, is money spenders, years. but like the people going to the conventions. I mean, it, it depends if they're it, like if I'm going to see my favorite streamer, you're more likely younger than you are older to go and see your favorite streamer. That's my thing. It's like I think that that would be difficult to, I don't know, get through. Here's, here's my problem. Like I. It's easy to sit here at age 30 and say, yeah, you know what? If you're under the age of 18, you have to have a parent or guardian with you to attend. Like, it's easy to, like, come to that conclusion mm -hmm. after seeing these horrific things that have happened. But I also remember being 16 and knowing that there's no chance in hell that my parents were going to come to Yomacon with me. And that's what got me into this lifestyle was going to Yomacon when I was younger. So it's like, I think it's really dangerous if we start making that the requirement. But, I mean... I think yeah. at some point you also have to say to parents like like hey these are things that have happened at like at these conventions and tournaments like do you know who your child is there with right like, you can't you can't tell cons are a horror story nightmare fuel like everyone every one of them you cannot tell me that there's a single female cosplayer out there that doesn't have a story about being sexually accosted when i was right? at colossal con there was a big thing that had gone around that year where some girl who had been like cosplaying as like the pink power ranger yeah she was 15 and she ended up in like a porno like that day horrific <laughs> yeah no like they like so, like someone the room and filmed it and put it yeah. out but and it's it's, like, it's that's horrific. it's but what I I just think that oh, there there has to be a reckoning with the the role that gaming itself places on creating a community, having these insular communities that harbor these people, and some of the issues that I have with like police reform, where bad cops get fired from one precinct and just go precinct to precinct. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they never really persona not grata, dude. But that's but that's how it works in gaming too. A lot of these people are not just like, oh, we. I had one lapse of judgment. Sorry, everybody. This is an issue. It seems to be serial repeat offenders. Yeah. Well, okay. And, and you know, just so, just so, but just so you know, uh, we have a, a couple really cool, interesting, uh, you know, chat uh, folks uh, sharing some ideas with us. They say retro gamers 
uh, retro gamers, uh, says have two separate ones, maybe one for 18 and up and maybe one for the youth. Cool. Uh, and, and, and I'm gonna tell you now, no con organizer is going to do that. That is way too much of a hassle of an issue to have to run one con is already headache enough. But I've never also seen have... a con that manages to get people to stand in line properly, let alone divide yeah. you up between 18 and up and, like, 17 and under. And, and that's yeah. what I was going to mention to seven, uh, 7 Dash in the chat. Like, event organizers, she uh, he says that they uh, need to communicate clearly to attendees to be responsible for off-site uh, things and meetups. Okay, well, the problem is, is, like, you can only say so much and, and, and do so like and go so far as like a convention or something like that. Yeah. There's got to be common sense. And I think that really comes down to, I don't know, like just teaching the kids like not to do this. I don't know. As, as we, we, we talk about this, maybe this is a thing that we need to do collect, uh, collectively. We just need to collectively say to these kids, don't do stupid stuff. Here's why. Maybe they just well, don't know it yet. It's not, Here, okay. it's not the kids. It's not the kids. No. It's the rapists. It's the people raping people. It's the people harassing little kids. So, I know, like, but I'm talking about the offsite. I'm talking about the offsite stuff. Like, don't go offsite with a stranger. Don't go, go into some stranger's car kind of thing. But Chad, but Chad, we've all been 17 years old before, okay? And, and, and dumb. Yeah. Yeah, we've We've all been there, and the point that I'm trying to make is that one of the one of another one of the common threads that I'm seeing that we do need to keep people uh, 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 alert of is 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 if you are of age and you're talking about people like sharing rooms. We've all seen it in convention culture where you got four, five, six people to a room because yeah. you guys, you know, you you pulling your money together. Everybody's trying to get make it to this con, be e- e- economical, dude. If everybody is not 18, don't do that. Like, it's simple. I remember being 16 and like, hey, we're going to cram 12 people into this room so that we can actually afford it because we're 16 and we don't have any money. Uh, Rick, you're the only one among us that has a child in your care, one that you are responsible for. Uh, Bailey turns, I don't know, Bailey's 14 and her and a bunch of friends want to go to C2E2. What what's uh what's the plan? What are you saying? I'm chained to you. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like I care enough about my kid. I care enough about any other kids that I would be there for. Like sometimes it's not about kids putting themselves in bad positions. A lot of times it's these people who have power, who have influence, mm-hmm. who have a voice that these kids do not have that are able to manipulate and condemn and groom these kids and put them in the situations where all of a sudden they go, oh, you shouldn't have you know, left in my car. Hey, dude, that's 27. Don't pick up 16-year-olds. Like, don't invite them into your car. Like, they and, are not going to pressure you. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and there's certain things, right? And, and we've all, at this point, been to cons, gamer events, you know, we've all been there, right? <clears throat> At this point, there are certain things that you know about or certain places that you're going to see certain people where almost by virtue of them being there, you know that they're probably legal, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a, if you're press and you're in the press pool or you're a game developer and you're, you're backstage talking to the rest of the game devs and all this type of stuff... There's a usual assumption that, okay, everybody here is probably of age. But even then, even then, dude, my point is, why are you still picking up people from the convention, taking them back to the room to do anything? That's the number one thing. Let's, Let's take it out of everything. Everybody at a gaming, almost everybody at a gaming convention from the gaming industry is working. You're on the clock. Yeah. So first of all, why are you, why is that even your mode, right? Because you're on the clock. Second of all, is that offsites chat the 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 con cannot control offsites. They no, simply can't. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. Like there's, there's nothing, nothing the con can do. do. There's nothing that the con can do about that. However, I think it goes back again to the community policing itself. If we're having off-site get-togethers, do we're only meeting in places, bars, yep. 20, 21 and up spots. You know, we're only meeting in places where other adults 
can be because I've been to E3 enough times to know that like, yeah, th- there there's kids here. I don't want to be here. There's yeah. it's, it's, it's you know it's too young it, for me. Like Norris, I've worked. Oh, sorry. Go go I ahead. Say, I was gonna say, it's you, Norris. <laughs> you know, you said that on Twitter today. I saw a tweet from you that really, really, you know, it's I'm 30. It's just true now as it was when I was 25, as it was when I was 20. If you're a 16 year old girl. I don't have anything to say to you. I should not be talking to you outside of telling you where a restaurant is, uh, maybe signing an autograph if you happen to be a fan of my show. That's weird, but okay. Yeah. Uh, or like, yeah, saying stay in school. Like, I I have no message for you. I have nothing to of talk that. to you about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go away uh, if you're if you're. Uh, oh, okay. At that age. Well, okay. There, it would. It was. It's different. Like as we're in the industry. If someone came up to us and was asking opinions like, Oh, how do you get into that? That's different at a con than it is to, for two convention goers to go up to each other. So it'd be different for us necessarily then, but that's the problem. These people that we're talking about are in the industry. That's why they're talking to these kids and that's how they get these things. But what I'm saying is, is that there's a certain level. And what I meant by stay in school is that's a, Hey, you, you asked me a question. I gave you some advice. That's the only, th- that's it. We're not, yeah. I'm not trying to be your friend. I don't want to be your friend. If you're 16 years old, I don't want to be your friend because I'm grown and there's nothing for us to talk about. Yeah. We're bill, I have bills to pay. What am I worrying? You know what I mean? Like right. you're going to talk to me about school drama. Like I'll tell you a very personal story right now in the sense that like I've worked in radio for 10 freaking years. I have gone from being 18 to almost 30 at this point, having experience working on a very public, like who you work in radio type medium. Mm-hmm. You will get young kids who will hit you up and be like, Hey, you're so cute. Oh my. And it's like, you have to be like, it's, there's the personal responsibility of a understanding with your platform, what that means of having that power, you know what I mean? And, and having to be responsible for saying, Hey kid, I appreciate you saying these things. It's not really appropriate. Thanks. Thanks so much. But B it's also understanding that you do not owe people friendship. So this fake bullshit of hiding behind, I'm trying to just be friendly and just guide. No, don't person on the internet, refer to them to, to hang out with kids in their own life, have them talk to their parents or a counselor. You, Mr. I play Fortnite, you know, uh, eight hours a day are not going to give some intrinsic life advice that these other qualified people are not able to do. Like it's, it's just, it's so frustrating seeing it consistently hidden behind like, Oh, we started off all, you know, on on the up and level, but it just, you know, veered into inappropriate territory. And, and my guy don't get like, no, how, how, how does it get to that point? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, no, well, it, it doesn't matter you know, how it got there. It is on you when a 16 year old gets up in your DMs to say, nope. Well, yeah, sorry. you sorry. either ignore that message or say, go away. Well, and, and especially like in the, in the case of myself and, and Kelly, who are both engaged, anybody in my DMs talking anything reckless gets an automatic note goodbye. I don't yeah. care if you're of age or not. And a lot of these people are married and in committed relationships. So the thing to me, again, you, you lost that amount of virtue. But the, the, the point that Rick is saying, and I completely, completely agree, is that there's this there's always that narrative of you know if you're a titan of the industry or if you have access that these people will try to hang around you and they'll gravitate towards you and all that type of stuff dude i'm saying now that's bullshit i don't care i don't care i don't care how many girls walk up to you and this and this and this and that and the third dude i saw the snapchats dude that's these these are these are people who are clearly young hanging out consistently and for many hours with grown ass 25 26 27 year old people i'm sorry why does anybody want to dude i have dude i i have been a grown ass man for a long time i do not want to hang around teenagers i've been a teenager teenagers low-key suck I don't want to be around teenagers. Why does anybody, who are these people that want to hang around teenagers? 
I tell you, smart in the chat saying 17 year old, your industry vet here. I don't understand how this is different between 16 and 18, other than the obvious legal one. It for sure, like like you're saying, frankly, if you're under the age of 20, 21, I mean, under the age of 25, really, at my point, like, why are we talking? What do we possibly have in common? You know what I apply it to is like, do you remember when you were a teenager and like if you were 14 talking to an 11 year old, you're like, what if this is a baby child? What are we talking about here? You just like totally discounted them. I don't understand how all of a sudden these grown ass adult, grown ass adults are able to sit there and be like, oh, here, a kid that still has a freaking bedtime. Let me go over there and try to hang out with them and party. Like, what What do you do with your life? So, like, just from a personal reflection point, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm hype right now. You're fine. I've tried, I've tried to be quiet, like, and not yell. But, like, at what point do you reflect on how much of a freaking loser you are to go and hang out with little kids? Like, my daughter's nine, and she, like, would eat paste if she was able to. Like, if I didn't stop her from eating blue, <laughs> she could and you're telling me that all of a sudden a 14 year old is somehow somebody that you just want to not only sexually proposition but be up in their grill to begin with absurd absurd and you should be castigated from not only the group but society as a whole from being such a freaking loser get friends your own age and you know why you don't have friends your own age because you're a loser (laughs) it's it's a facts listen pretty well said no, you know what? That was articulate. I'm hey, with it. Listen, three of us three of us in this call have been to E3. We've been to E3 after parties. We Absolutely. have all had the moment where someone approached us and asked us to buy them a drink. And we've yeah. all had the, and I mean, listen, I'm sorry, I'm telling you right now, if you can't even buy your own drink or, or and I don't know for a fact that you can buy your own drink, go away. That is scary as hell. Why would you like if you're someone out there and you're, I don't, you stream for 50,000 people, whatever it happens to be, and someone approaches you and asks you to ask them to buy you a drink? Like, no. No. Why would you, first of why all, would I, you say yes all, to that? First of all, I don't know you. So, no. Second of all, I DJed um, in nightclubs all through college. That's how I paid my freaking bills is I DJed in nightclubs. And in West Virginia, where I went to college, a lot of the nightclubs were 18 and up. So you get the X's on your hands, but who cares? You'd go in and it was a literal just like everybody's sloppy everywhere. You will get like it's not it should not be a threat of like, oh, I might get in trouble if I get you alcohol. It should be a legit like moral compass moment where you gut check yourself to go. You know, like, I guess there's nothing like magic that happens between when you're 20 and 21 that all of a sudden it's okay to drink. But why? Why are you doing this from kids? They're kids. They're children. And, like, if I would not actively go out of my way to do it for my own kid at that age, why am I going to do it for you? So so we, we got VG Smart in the chat who says, that said, I do have long conversations with younger kids, 18-ish, at conventions. I want, them, I want them to ask questions, and I want to give them real advice. Same reason I give a talk to a local high school every year. It's uh, hopefully, obviously, in parentheses, not about sex or anything. It's trying to yeah. help a generation that looks up to your work. Uh, we can't be afraid that somehow a conversation is somehow a threat to them or us and vg smart i completely agree with you but there is a different there is a different tenor to the conversation of a mentorship conversation i am somebody who before i worked in video games i ran an after school program i interfaced with the youth every single day that i was in the office and i can tell you right now at no point in time ever ever that I think let me take this person back to where I live or, or let, let me, me let me jump in their DMs or let me like or let hey. me DM them for something yeah. or let me you know let's be friends outside of you do and and I have had kids who knew that I was into video games who knew that I was very happy Dude, my kids in that after-school program to this day do not know my PSN. They do not have my Steam name. They do not have my name on Twitch. And they aren't going to. You know why? Because that is a barrier that I am unwilling to cross with a minor. And it is very simple shit to do. I don't get it. Everything, every, All this other stuff is an excuse. It's an excuse. 
Yes. Like for me. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm not saying that that is you saying that I, I, at, at all. Um, but it, it's the it's the sort of it's the sort of conversation that people have of like, well, what about Chicago? What about black on black crime? That's what that is. And for me, what about ism? Yeah, it's the what about ism. There is no reason ever for a legal adult. 25 26 27 years old to hang out outside of a professional context or a mentorship context in any industry outside of a work capacity there's no reason to do so or if they're your family there is yeah, no sure. reason to do so period there's there's no reason I don't see any reasoning behind it. And so, you know, I know Rick feels very strongly about this as a dad. I, I feel very strongly about it as somebody who spent many years, the vast majority of my adult life working with kids, working with the youth. And I just don't, I I really don't understand this drive. I don't I, understand this, this concept. Yeah, I grew up in con culture. And I, more than that, I grew up in LGBTQ con culture, which was mm, different. Uh, but like, yeah, it, like the stuff that you see even today at cons, like people are genuine creepers at, at cons. Like, and you know, it's, yeah. the, the problem with it so often is there are easy masks to wear. Not, I'm not talking about cosplay, which is in fact an easy mask to wear, but like, like you see it in the people who rock the free hugs signs, right? Some people mm -hmm. genuinely want to be friendly and give a hug. A lot of people are creepers. No. Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't are just do weird. Yeah, and I'm not, I mean, post-COVID, post that shirt just wouldn't even be allowed in my con, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't want nobody touching nobody. But, um, you know, just, just to put a bow on this conversation, this extends obviously beyond the Smash community or the CSGO community or any one particular community in video games. This extends far into all facets uh, of gaming and of gaming culture, and so I just I just want to say this: um, as non-creeper people, uh, it, it it behooves us to assess situations, especially as it pertains to minors. I don't care if you feel like your reputation may get tarnished because you're a buzzkill or because you know you're you're acting like a you're acting like a con dad or whatever. Be a con dad. Yep. Be the person who said. Be the person who says. You know what? You're a little too young to be hanging out here. Be the person who says. You know, hey, dude, I, I, are you sure she she's of age? Are you sure he's of age? You know, let's make sure, dude. Hey. Don't be and, that guy. And no one's saying don't. You know, hey, appreciate you consuming my content. Of course, let me sign an autograph for you. Then I need you to keep moving. Like, there's Absolutely. nothing wrong with saying that. Absolutely, I don't care, dude. I don't care. I don't I don't care how attractive you may think this person is. It doesn't matter. You know, be the person who takes the extra step. Be the person who is a true guardian. Be a person who is a true positive force in these communities that protects people. It doesn't prey upon people. That is what gaming is supposed to be about. And that's the part that I think hurts the most to me is because these people are there these youngsters are there because they feel safe because they feel like they belong and unfortunately too many people have taken advantage of that and uh it is disappointing and it's gross and it continues to anger me but uh we gotta do better so i just want to go around the horn uh before we end in the show for uh the in afk i should say um you You're know in the what, live right now we got more coming don't worry yeah. What what can we say? What can we do, in your opinion, in order to help make sure that this doesn't happen to to any other people? Let me go first. I will say that the number one thing you have to do is encourage people to not be afraid of ruining communities. I think yeah, I'm so I'm so sick of this like veil of silence that sits over these accusers for accusations that are years old. And the reason they're years old is because people feel like I cannot 
justify this. You know what I mean? Like they don't feel comfortable ruining a community. Dude, burn it all to the ground. Things that are like the fact that a lot of these gaming communities are essentially built on Indian, you know, reserves, <laughs> like where they're going to be haunted forever and ever and ever by the toxic sludge that lies underneath. Burn it all down because the longer that you allow it to fester, the more it happens. And I think it's also uh, encouraging people to understand that um, it's okay to castigate people. It's okay to cast people out. It's okay to be the person that causes a problem because too often too many people are afraid to be seen as the problem person who always has an issue. No, bring it, bring it all to me. I want all the smoke. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Callie. Well, I, I do want to quickly echo just a, a portion of what Rick said there. Uh, you know, if you're afraid that you're speaking up is going to ruin the community that you're a part of, it isn't a community worth protecting. If it is a community that is allowing that to happen, it should be burned to the ground because that's horrific. So, no, always, always do speak up. And I think the, the second thing, the second message that I would have is as a community, we need to be better about policing each other. Like, when you see someone doing something messed up, I don't care if I don't, and I'm, and I, to be clear, I'm not making any kind of accusation. I don't care if it's Ninja that you're standing next to and you're some 20K, you know, follower streamer. If he's doing something messed up, you call him out. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter who it is. If they're doing something that is messed up, call them out. There is, we got to get rid of the hero worship. That has to Oof. go away. Like, Dude, that's you, what, you, oh. That's where it's at, though. It's, it's idolatry and hero worship, and it has to stop. Like the, I know the age of Twitch has created this, this, this new culture of hero worship because these people who are seemingly just like us have risen up to stardom. It's not a free pass to do anything you want. You have to stop worship, worshiping them because four thousand people tune in to watch. Them. Kill your heroes. Kill them all. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. A aggressive there. All right. Chad. Chad. Uh, I know I have some people out there who actually very much appreciate what I make. Please don't kill me. I would like not to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to die. Um, I think, you know, going on top of that, I think two things. One, it's really important for people like us and people and others, like in streamers and, and things like that, to also really just call other people out too. Like, I think that's part of this whole hero worship is that other streamers, I, I know that Ninja did it in a recent thing. He, he called out a bunch of well, not people specifically, but called out streaming in general on uh, these types of things. But I think that needs to happen more often. Like when these things happen, like, other streamers need to take, you know, take full advantage of it. And I think s- sometimes they, they try to, and they, they're bad at wording. Maybe they think they should sit down and like have a clear head and do it. Instead of just speaking on stream, because, you know, we all do that sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also need to, like, really push it towards, like, I, 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 I want to say these kids need to be cautious. We need to figure out a way to, to be to tell everyone, not just in the gaming world, but just to be cautious in general. Because this isn't just in the gaming world, you know. So, yeah. I mean, we just need to figure out a way to do that. And it's just it's like these conversations right here um, that yeah. we just need to continue to have. I, and and the one thing I'll say that I think, you know, we, we definitely need to change, and I think all of you are absolutely correct in terms of things like hero worship, but I think the biggest thing that we need to do is I think we need to just re-examine uh, events and kind culture in gaming in general, because all of these events seem to coincide with these massive events, and I would never lay this at the feet of tournament organizers or, or convention organizers or anything like that, but we need to re-examine how we even go about it as a community, as consumers, as people who want to attend these things. Um, you know, we really got to think about uh, you know, we know that people are willing to do 10 to a room to go to a convention. We got to figure out how we cannot do that because that's not a safe situation for anybody involved, to be perfectly honest. Um, and we also need to rethink, you know, from an economic standpoint, costs because a lot of things that are putting these people in these weird uh, situations is economic. So let's not ignore that. But I think the biggest thing that we need to change is that we need to incentivize people being champions of their communities. And what I mean by that is 
people who know that I cannot pull any bullshit in that community because I'm out of there. I want there to be communities like that. I want people to say, you know what, man? Uh, you know, I was I was gonna say something real stupid, but you know what? The 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 you know, for lack of a better term, all the all the folks that play in Street Fighter, they don't take no shit. If you say anything sideways, they will get at you. Like I want more communities with that kind of reputation as opposed to reputations where things are swept under the rug and people can get away with uh, some of the most heinous crimes and in interactions that we know of. So let's work on building a community where people are incentivized for making everyone else safer. Uh you know, uh, in Omega Motel said it back in the '90s arcades. You do something foul, you get hit. Yep. I'm not. I'm not advocating assault, but I'm saying there is something about the physical threat of violence that stops a lot of people from doing a lot of stuff. So you know, it, it is what it is. But I think we need more, not necessarily of fighting, but I think we need more of that type of energy, uh, where people will know that that is not something that we tolerate. But uh, that's going to be AFK for this week. Your host, Norris Howard, here once more for Callie Sloan, Weird Beard, and Chad Callahan. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you back next week.